Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Sweet Lounge in downtown Bellevue. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello there. And we have guest Brenton Webster from Bonzabash with us today. G'day. How's it going, LB? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Fabulous. And I have to say, I absolutely adore your accent. <laughs> I think Thank it's you. gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot of listeners who are gonna be listening a little closer tonight. <laughs> they will. And we do have a listener calling in, and I'm betting that that's Renessa. So I'm gonna go ahead and see if we can get that um, brought in here. It's a beautiful day outside for. Hello, you know. socially savvy. You have get host LB Duchess, and this is. This is Renessa Rios. Hey guys. Hey Renessa, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, so excited to be live with everybody. I know. I mean, this is this is the first time we've actually had a host call in right in the at the very beginning and be able to be functioning with it. So I'm excited. This is cool. We might be able to be all over the world, all in four different locations, doing this here someday soon. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hey, Brandon. Nice to hear that you're on the show. Excited to hear what you got going on. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Renessa. Yeah, this is fun stuff. And Jason, I'm Jason. There, I want to give all my love to you as well, and LB. Yep. We love you. We're glad you could join us tonight. So yes. all of our listeners, feel free to give a call in. Um, our call-in line is 323-843-6090. We're going to see if we can have a caller on the line and have multiple calls. It should be, um, it's going to be full of adventure today. <laughs> That's for certain. Okay, socially savvy news. Uh, I just wanted to touch base. We didn't do a live show last week. I think everybody was coming off of everything with Fashion Week, and it was just craziness. But uh, as you know that we did just finish Fashion Week here this last week, uh, everybody now knows the latest, hottest hits. They know, you know, what's fabulous to wear. They know what to wear, how to wear it. Um, we had Vogue in here this last week. I personally attended the Nordstrom event here at the Hyatt, their fashion show, and the Vogue one. Um, I heard that was pretty good. Uh, they were they were really dynamite. I thought mm-hmm. that not only were they well presented, uh, but the designers that mm-hmm. they had come in and the stuff, it was wearable, and that's what I loved about it. If you could totally see yourself wearing it. That's the thing about fashion events that you see, and they're like, oh, I don't think I could actually wear that. You know, men too. Well, and they had quite a few men's things, which was really nice. They looked really good. Did you get a chance to um, hit any of the Fashion Week stuff, Brenton? You know, unfortunately I didn't. I was actually kind of out of commission with a bit of a cold last week. So, uh, unfortunately I missed out on some of the Fashion Week shows. Oh, no. But I did hit some the year prior, uh-huh. and that, that were really good. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, this year we had um, some local designers that did absolutely fabulous this um, season. Lizzie Parker was a big hit, and Bree Feely, she went from this fashion week to Phoenix Fashion Week, she and did. they were voting for the um, 
Fashion Designer of the Year, and she won it in Phoenix. That's awesome. Oh, wow. So we're really excited. We want to give a big congratulations to mm-hmm. Bree, and we're actually going to have her on the show in a couple of weeks. So she's she'll really be a really nice person, too. She is absolutely adorable, and um, we get to hear about um, all the cool stuff that she She's bouncing, I, I think, to another fashion week here somewhere somewhere else in the country this week. So, <laughs> Are you ready this, uh, this uh, month? we got the... Halloween parties coming. Oh, Halloween everything. I know. I'm so excited. you got to get your stuff on. you got to do it now because those good costumes are going to go away fast. They're going to go really fast. So plan your costume out, number one. Buy your tickets to your events. We're going to be talking about Brenton's Bonzabash. And this thing is monster huge. Um, Probably one of the hottest Halloween parties in Seattle. Oh, yeah. And uh, last year, we knew one of the gentlemen who won, Chris Christopher. Yeah. He was a KISS rock star. And, I mean, these costumes, people go all out on these costumes. There's a lot of really crazy costumes at uh, a lot of the events in Seattle, so I hear. But definitely at our event, the Bonza Bash, uh, we have some really crazy costumes. Uh, last year, our lead prize for our costume contest was actually a round-trip ticket for two to Australia. Oh, my God, oh my I love God, it. And I wonder really? why, where, where we came up with the idea of Australia. Uh, I wonder. <laughs> I, I suppose we'll talk about that soon. Um, yeah, but we had this crazy prize. It was, I think it was worth about over $10,000 altogether. That's crazy. And when wow. you have like really significant prize like that, and we've done this now for several years. This is our fifth Halloween party. That's right. We've been doing events for about eight years. But we kind of have a reputation of throwing these really big, grand Halloween parties. And mm-hmm. we draw all of the best costumes in town. I love that. And so, in fact, I think the winner from not last year's but the year before, I heard they spent about $20,000 on their costume. Oh, good Lord. It. Oh, yeah. No, we, wow. we spent about $500 on our costume. Yeah, easily. That's if you want to win, if you want to play, you know. I'm if sorry, you want to play with play. the big boys, yeah, yeah. that's so, very true. Chris, quickly, what do you think as a person who's out there listening, who's you know getting ready to enter a costume contest? Perhaps maybe not to the extent of twenty thousand dollars, but or you know even two thousand dollars. What would be a recommendation for them to, you know, what do you start with? What's a good core getting into a costume phase? And we're not talking about the kind you buy the package, you pull it out, and you got to unwrinkle the plastic. <laughs> Just you know, what's the next step? What do you think? Yeah, I think the uh, fifty dollars costume that you buy out of the plastic packet's probably not going to get you the top prize at an event like this, but. Um, You'll probably look good nonetheless. But for our event, um, our judges are actually from the Metropolitan Fashion Week. Uh, I'm not sure if you know, guys yes, know them. No, so definitely. Yep. Over there. And uh, so we have a whole panel of judges that Metropolitan Fashion Week is putting together. And nice. really what they're looking for is creativity. You know, they want something original, something unique, something creative. Right. In fact, right now... I think it was earlier today, Eduardo just announced a competition on Facebook because uh, he's down in Hollywood right now preparing his next uh, event, event his, right. his Metropolitan Fashion Week mm-hmm. in February. And he has announced a competition where he's got all these photos that he's taken from all these famous um, costumes from movies. And if you can identify the movie as well as the costume designer, wow. then you can enter into wow. winning tickets for the Bash. But that's, that's kind of the level. I mean, Eduardo doesn't like to do things in halves. He's, uh, he's, all, he's all in. He's all in. He's and most so, definitely. Yeah, what the judges are looking for this year and, and all of the years with Metropolitan Fashion Week is really creativity, um, something that's unique and interesting. So it's probably right. going to have to have to be something you either build yourself or at least customize. You know, you might be right. able to get something uh, and then off play the with shelf it, yeah. and then play with it, customize it. But to get that top prize, it's got to be... 
significant thing. You definitely recommend participating, though, right? Getting in there, getting involved. Oh, absolutely. If you're going to go for it, go for it. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to want to spend, you know, a huge amount of time and money on their costume, and that's fine. You know, we have people turn up in all kinds of costumes to our events. Um, Our events are masquerade and costume ball. So a lot of people kind of prefer to do the masquerade route. You know, they'd rather wear a tux and a tie or a... Right. Um, you know, a ball gown and dress and with masks versus having to go the costume route. But you can kind of choose. And so we usually end up with probably about 40% or so of people come in masquerade and the rest that. in costume. So we have a huge variety. So, Renessa, are you still on air with us? Yes, I am. So I'm thinking from your perspective, you know, dealing with the singles and stuff, what kinds of... of uh, advice would you give when you're talking about maybe a new couple that's going out on a date that's decide, okay, we're going to attempt a Halloween costume party? <laughs> what kind of advice well, would you I give? I think for new couples, it's always fun to do something together that allows people to make it to seem that you guys are a couple. So, you know, like the, you know, if you're going to do a Transformer, it's the him and her Transformer. If you guys are going to do a different theme, it's the him and her, or it's the, the team of, of different uh, theme or characters. So that way people know that, hey, you're with her and she's with him and, and that whole kind of thing together for new couples. It's always fun to do that to kind of keep your guys, to get that attention together as, as a couple. Um, for singles, it's always nice that um, if you're going to be wanting to go out and actually connect and entertain and maybe even try to get some phone numbers, painting your face or having this whole great costume is fantastic and good, um, but it will kind of create a little bit of a barrier for you in the sense of talking to women or, or women being able to get the men to pursue you depending on what your theme is and what you look like and, and the person being able to really see who you are. However, personality is going to outbeat that 100 to 1 if you can have a great smile and good energy. So, um, you know, those are kind of the themes I look at. Now, if you're going risque and you got the little schoolgirl outfits on, you're going to get a lot of attention out there for the ladies. And the guys, if they want to dress up and show off some of that chest and show off some of those muscles, you're going to get a lot of attention from the ladies as well. If you're not in the capable area to wear the little skirts like myself, because I got you know I don't prefer to have my my junk hanging out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Check that out, Vanessa. <laughs> this is I love radio. Um, then you know then I would go ahead and, and create something that's going to allow to show your best outfits, but at the same time show your personality. So if you're showing something fun on your face, I was looking at some really great face painting that's going on uh, to just get attention and that way it could be a, a great cost effective thing for those people that are getting out there that don't want to spend the thousands of dollars for doing something really cool with your face and hair and, and, and spray paint and all that good stuff and getting creative on that aspect um, but definitely you know creating that whole idea with different friends and connections and if you're going by yourself one thing that's always nice is this is a great icebreaker you can walk up to anybody. What inspired you with that costume? That's fantastic. I like it. Wouldn't you start making that? You know, and you, this is just a great opportunity to make friends immediately during the season. So I think it's fantastic with all the different parties going on in the area. I love that. That's actually, I think that's a, a really good thing, especially you could actually use Halloween as a kind of a jumpstart to your holidays. You make a, you know, a great personality connection at something fun as a Halloween party, and now you get to, um, you know, maybe you found somebody to enjoy the holidays with. Yeah, this is a great time to, you know, be holiday hunting. I love that. <laughs> For holiday date hunting. I love that. <laughs> holiday well, and when you're talking to- 
And when you're talking about a party like Bon Sebash, where what you've had like 1,500 to 2,000 people show up to this event? Last year was about 2,000 people, yeah. Wow. 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 And we're going to touch base with that a little bit later um, uh, and just talk about the comfort levels and all the different things that you have to uh, to offer. But, yeah, I think that's that's quite the hunting ground. <laughs> There's a lot of opportunities. Lots of opportunities, right, Brenton? Exactly. Most definitely. Well, before we move on with the show here, we are, of course, at Sweet Ultra Lounge here in the heart of downtown Bellevue, right in the opening court here by the Hyatt. Um, and they have been so gracious enough to uh, have some food and beverage that they would like us to tell you about. Uh, Jason, what is this amazing beverage that I'm looking at? This looks like one heck of a fabulous cocktail. It's called the Sweet Chocolate Kiss. Oh, okay, chocolate. Yeah. You had me at chocolate. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's not just chocolate. It's uh, it smells like chocolate milk. Looks very fancy. Chocolate whipped vodka. Uh, Ooh, that's Godiva, good. Chocolate liqueur, whipped cream, Hershey's chocolate syrup. And the syrup yeah. is 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 um whisked on the not the outside whisked, but it's like they they coated the inside of the glass. So it has these little yes. loop de loops in the inside of it. Yes. Jason, like you've got to try this. It's like a chocolate milk cake with a kick. Yes. Oh my gosh, I like that. Here we go. That's one of the things I love about Sweet is they have all these fun different drinks. Um, they have a fabulous happy hour. One of the things that we're chomping on tonight is their um, that's like truffle milk. fries. Oh, my God. It's like chocolate I know. Milk. It is. It's like a grown-up chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. Um, truffle oil has become the new rage with your different kinds of high-end lounges. You've got truffle tater tots, truffle fries. Um, I've had truffle popcorn before. Truffle yeah. oil adds a very unique, almost, um, it, it's very distinctive. I've gotten to the point now where if there's any truffle oil, I can taste it on anything. Um, but, but I think it just kind of brings up the class of any, any. But, there's a big but. Well, yeah, but you can't eat a whole lot of it or you're well, going to die. Well, that too. No, I'm talking about. <laughs> That's a slight, kind of, slight complication. Yeah. It's kind of like sesame oil. Just, just a tad. Enough. Just a Not tap. too much. Yes. There's been some places where you've had too much. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Totally agree. They have wonderful food here. They do. And then they brought out a cheese plate, which is really nice because a lot of places don't always have cheese um, plates available. They, no. you know, When you walk into a lounge where you think bar lounge, I think it's nice when they have something like this because not everybody likes to drink mixed drinks. A lot of people are really, especially in Washington, they love mm-hmm. their wine. Totally. And to have foods that will go back and forth and work with everything, I think is yes. awesome. Okay, well, let's jump into our topic a little bit here. Um, of course, today we were talking about socially savvy social media first impressions. Yes. Uh, this is one of the things that, I mean, we've talked about social media and, and, you know, how to behave and how not to behave and those kinds of things. But I think a lot of people, when they set up their Facebooks and, and all these other social media, their Pinterest and all this stuff, they're, if you have a business, you're forgetting that somebody's first introduction to you Maybe your social media, and if you're not presenting that properly, you may miss out on a lot of of opportunities. Uh, That's very true. It, it, it's one of those things that I find is kind of tricky because you don't want to deviate so much from your personality where you're presenting something that's not true. And you know, if you like to go out and you like to have a good time, there's that aspect of you, you know, how much do I put out there? How do I put it out there? Um, but I think it's really important for people to realize that it is a very real possibility that somebody, if they know they're going to meet you in a business deal or they know that they're going to be looking at some kind of an event or something with you, that if you have a social media presence, they've probably checked you out. 
Most likely. You don't have to get too crazy about it either. If it's not within you, don't try to overdo it. I've oh, seen a lot of times oh when people gosh, try yeah. to like overdo it. Hi, guys, we're here. It's like, no, relax. It's what fits you, but do keep it. If you're one of those who are just not, like I'll use uh, Garmin Winery. I love Garmin. He's a great guy, good person. That guy tweets like nobody's business. I mean, we'll be... He's tweeterific. Yeah, it was like you turn around and say tweeted. They're like, how did you tweet that? And you took a picture too. What the hell? He's, he's just into it. And yeah. there's other people who need to have a little schedule. So if you're one of those, you know, um, if you're not one of those that like are really in tune with your tweeting or your Facebook and all that, write yourself a little uh, diary or Script. a checkbook yep. or something like that. You know, exactly. Checklist, sorry, not checkbook. Keeps you on task. Well, so some of the things I was going to just touch base about with uh, your social media presence um, your first impression, whether it's in person or in social media, stays with people. So you want to make sure that you're presented in a way that you want to be perceived. Uh, I know when we get ready to go out for the first time, especially when we're young, we have a lot of checks in place. You know, for the first time you go out dance to a dance club, you know, the first dozen times, the first thing you do as a girl is you get your outfits. You've got like five of them out. And you call your girlfriends on the phone. You're like, okay, get over here. You've got to help me pick out the right outfit. So we have these checks and balances in place when we first get started into different things when we're young. As we get older, we or we feel like we have a grasp on things. We forget to keep those checks in place and have people yes. to bounce things off of. Um, especially when you're going to something like social media. If you're younger, a lot of times you have the upper hand because you understand the back end of everything, but you don't always understand the, right. the ripple effect of the rock in the pond. I, I think one of the challenges is it's so easy you know, to oh, share your status on Facebook or oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah. Or Somebody takes a picture of you, flip, you're dead. Whatever. Even now with <laughs> the iOS 6 on the iPhone, it's even easier now. Yeah. And yes. the thing that I think sometimes people overlook is that is in, anything you put on the internet is pretty much there forever. Once it's I mean, on there, yep. There. Somebody, yeah. if somebody grabs it, it, you're done. It. Yeah. So yep. um, it, it's an interesting time that we're kind of moving into as a society. Well, and I find that you, I think that people really need to just take that moment um, to go, okay, if my business is going to be attached to me, if I'm a representation in any way, shape, or form, how is this going to affect it? Mm-hmm. I would add, you know, if you're when you're making your Facebook page or your Pinterest or your Twitter or your LinkedIn, uh, two very, very, very important things: grammar and spelling. I'm terrible at grammar and, and spelling. Check the links. I guess that's three. Check your links for your web pages. I don't yes, know how many times I'll, I go I there. Double, I'll double check my links. That's I've seen one people, thing I'm y'all, what's going on? It's like no, speak a little proper English, unless that's your persona. Yeah. That's yeah. Your no, persona, I would agree. Sure, but there's a lot of times I've seen websites like. Their spellings misplaced, or the web links to the web page. Which, hey, I'm interested. I might want to buy something. Oh, and it doesn't work. Exactly. I'm done. I'm, you I'm you also want to make sure you don't put a placeholder link in there, like xxx.com or anything like that. <laughs> that would be that, ugly. That could be problematic. <laughs> well, and Renessa, I know on the dating side of things, I think people they get out there and they're starting to to do this dating thing, and maybe they make some snarky little post about a previous date. I mean, you probably have hundreds of stories of how that comes back to haunt people. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the online dating scene alone, I'm actually, I'd love that you guys brought this topic out because I'm teaching a class this Thursday on how to create a great online dating profile. There's over 250,000 singles online right now looking for love or, or a match or friendship connections and the whole, you know, marriage and long-lasting partnership. So with that many people, it's really hard for people to describe themselves. And this even comes in on the LinkedIn 
um, aspect as well, like, you know, share with you, share with other employers or share with other partners, like, who is this person? What have you done? And really creating a, not where you're bragging in the sense of being, uh, you know, too much boisterous, but at the same time sharing with what the qualities and activities you do enjoy and then your spelling and all of that and then photos. Even on LinkedIn, uh, depending on your photo and your headshot on there can be a big impact to, you know, people wanting to partner with your company or partner with who you are. And it's the same thing with online dating. I mean, your your partnership is the biggest investment you're going to make for the rest of your life. You can go through three or four houses, three or four cars, but people can be married for a lifetime. That's so, very important. Know, Just follow yeah. up with, with, you know, it's definitely to have a, uh, a photo presence that works. You know, if you don't have a friend that's got a, cam- a good camera, don't do the photo in the mirror trick. Don't try to set the camera yeah. up to five. Take the time. I was helping a girlfriend of mine. She wanted to, you know, improve her dating situation, and she I saw her pictures she had. You know, she yeah, she looked really good when she got back from Hawaii, but don't put those pictures on. You know, you want to sell yourself. You don't want to uh, camouflage yourself, but you want to sell yourself that you're looking for somebody who can like you for you, but yet you want to have a picture where they at least, oh, I saw the picture. I'm interested a little bit more. Let me read it, you know. And then even then, though, uh, listeners, you know, take up the uh, services of what Nessa does. You know, if you think you have a problem with your your profile, I'm sure she can work a service for you to where she can read it and proofread it and check it out. That's definitely just like with resume. You know, have yeah. some have a professional read it over for you. I mean, you do that, don't you, Vanessa? Yeah, that's the class that I'm teaching on Thursday. We're going to be going over single profiles, and it's almost sold out. Um, but it's a great platform for singles to come in, and they're going to share with me their photos and their descriptions. And uh, and for some folks, especially if you're in the place of uh, you've been at a job for, you know, five years, ten years, you know, how do you describe your day-to-day operations versus just, you know, really just creating some bullet points of what you created for that company? Like you started here and then you ended up here. You know, quarterly you received great customer reviews. That would be more on the LinkedIn. And then for the – love part and the, you know, connection side is really being able to have something flirtatious and romantic versus just saying, I'm looking for somebody that can do this, this, and this for me, you know, and it's like, well, okay, well, what do you have to offer? Why should I invest into you? Why should I email you? Um, so definitely, really creating that process. It's definitely in the LinkedIn side, you know, when you interview people, I know I link them in and I want to see what they're saying. You know, I check their resume to their LinkedIn profile. I search them on Facebook if I can. Because if they say the resume says one thing and the resume and the LinkedIn says another, you don't want any question. Because there's sometimes you'll see something on LinkedIn is like, well, wait a minute, how come it's not on your resume? Are you boosting yourself up or, you know? And I would think that, you know, I haven't been single for a while, but I would think the same things on Match. You know, when you talk to someone and you go back and you say, hey, wait a Be minute. Be very consistent with your with yeah. all of your social media. Yes, exactly. No. Yeah, most definitely. And I think a lot of people forget that because we get kind of caught up and so maybe you'll do one part here and one part there. So I do a lot of copy and pasting and, and try to keep very, very consistent with what I'm saying, um, even as far as descriptions on the show to what I've got on the Socially Savvy page, just because it creates people, they feel like they can trust you because it is consistent. It is important. Okay, so this week we've got Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, not only staffed with some of the most talented in color and skincare, they're there to help you find what you need. Swing in for everything from gift ideas to personal consultations with a stylist. Love those. Take the time. Um, recently we went on vacation, and when you uh, Nordstrom's does this too, we had like a spa treatment. 
Take oh, the yeah. Time. Guys, take the time to take your girl or even like a second date. Take them over there and get a little spot treatment, a little facial, a little hair done, whatever it takes. goes a long way. I tell you. Makes you feel special. Yes. Okay. So, you guys, any, Brendan, Brendan. Blah. Okay, yeah, let me just butcher your name a little bit more today. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Brenton. That's me. My husband's Brett, so I'm wanting to shortcut your name all night today. Uh, what little hints do you have that you think are important when you're talking about first impressions on um, social media? So one of the things that we do with our social media strategy is uh, consistency. So mm-hmm. if you if you check out our website, bonzabash.com, You'll notice that for every one of our events, we always have a particular event design going on. And this actually you know, takes a bunch of time and effort to do, but I think it really makes, makes a big difference. And so we'll have one design on our website, and then we actually carry that design across to our Facebook page. So if you look at the Facebook event, the graphics will be the same. It all makes sense. It, How yeah, big is your exactly. staff? What's that? How big is your staff? We have kind of a network. We have a core team of about three people, and then we have uh, a bunch of you know, contractors and agencies and stuff that we work with and vendors for various elements of the event. I, I knew that about you, uh, about you and how you, you contract out, and that's an important aspect to kind of step on real quick. For those businesses who aren't that large or not quite ready to have a full-time staff, use your contractors, use your outreach, use your network. You know, me, I've reached out to my circle of friends who are graphic artists. I couldn't design, you know, snot, but yet I've got great people who are like, hey, I'm going to help you out, and they make some awesome designs. Reach out. They'll do a fabulous, you know, use your professionals. Try not to do it yourself. Yeah, you, you definitely want to get professional graphic designers involved, and it can take a while to find ones that are a great fit, because you may find a lot of great designers. That's they true. may be friends of yours, but they might not really fit the style that you need. Or understand what it is you need to present. Exactly. Exactly. To create that first impression. Totally. And so we've we've spent a lot of time on that. And honestly, it's really hard to find great designers who are a great fit for the kind of event that we want to do and whatnot. Um, We have a designer now that we're working with in LA who's doing a great job. And uh, you'll notice that our website matches our Facebook fan page, matches our Facebook event page, matches our Twitter background, matches our ticketing website. It makes it really easy to identify you. Exactly. It's a repeat again. That's right. And so wherever you come on any one of these channels, once you're bouncing between the channels, it's not jarring. It's pretty straightforward. So that when you move from the website and you click over to the ticket purchase page on shindig.com, Right. It looks the same. So, so got you've got basically, you create a little yellow brick road. Uh, I guess I'm sorry. The, <laughs> the technical term for that is called branding for those listening who are talking to a business a oh consultant. Oh, my goodness. Branding. You gotta, if you, some people don't get it. You're so funny. Keywords. Branding. Yellow brick road. Yes. Branding. I like yellow brick road. Yellow brick road. <laughs> Either way. Do you have any video on your, on your site? We do. Yeah. We have uh, some video. We actually use a really cool... Um, video service that allows us to piece together photos from our event and nice. put like a backing music track to it and kind of create this really cool, very slide professionally looking slideshow. So it's kind of like, you know, it's not your slideshow of a few years ago where you'd build it in on your Mac or your PC with like Movie no. Maker or whatever. It re- looks maker. really, really slick. I had uh, read <laughs> a couple of uh, branding stuff and one of the things that I read just recently and I forget the link, it's, it'll be on my website later was that to get more readers or more sites on your site, put some video. If you can't do a podcast, or if you can't do a video, do a podcast. 
So that way it gets people want to stop. The more time you get people to stop your website, the more they oh, get yeah. interested, the more they want to look more. That's key versus a, a standard old HTML page. Hey, how you doing? That's it. I love I'll, that. I'll actually throw one thing in there as well. Sure, go for it. I completely agree with that. And the other thing I would say is you want to make sure that on your page you actually have content that is indexable by search engines. Kind of yes. geeking out here for a second. But um, no, I know a lot of people still have flash-based websites. And Flash is really bad because search yeah, engines can't index it. And, you know, you can't actually access it from an iPhone or the majority of mobile devices nope. or an iPad, which for us, I believe about 30% of our website traffic now comes from mobile devices, and whether it's, it's an iPad or... An, oh, absolutely. So that's one thing I'd say. Totally use video, but avoid Flash. And uh, you also mm -hmm. want to make sure you have content on there because people want to be able to, you know, click around your website and search for it and navigate it easily. And if it's all flash-based, then, then I they can't. Up, yeah, know, even a lot of smartphones have a problem with it. it. Yeah, well, it almost all of them. Well, and the other thing too is, is if you are not savvy about any of this stuff, like I mean, I'm just now getting the point with the technology that we have, trying to link all these different things. I have people. How come you're not on Pinterest? How come you're on LinkedIn? How come? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. I just don't have time for it. Um, but one of the things that I did discover is when you're talking about trying to deliver information. Um, you want to link up with a company who's already out there doing it. So, like, for instance, I do all my Yelping. So I'm hooked up with, right. with Yelp, which also services, uh, I believe that they're who I got our base web page through for the um, blogging. So, again, try to find, if you don't know how to put these pieces together and you're not understanding the technical side, the geek side of what Brenton no. was talking about, go to the pages who yes. do understand the geek side and they all have what you, what you call create your own and if also, you're getting started. Don't forget, on like if you don't do Pinhurst, if that doesn't really get you, be sure you put on your site, this is, be sure you follow me on Facebook. Yes. Be sure to follow me on my blog. Tell if them where they can find you. Because if you're not good at Pinhurst, don't be. Don't try too hard. Go back and say, follow me back on Facebook and then do your best on Facebook. Yeah. I would agree. And then the other thing I was going to talk about real quick on about iPads, which is really important in iPhones, is that uh, for those that sell tickets, uh, how important? I'm gonna. I, I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask you. Um, how important is having your ticket system that you're using, whether it's uh, Indigo or not Indigo? I'm sorry. PayPal. Uh, PayPal or brown, pa uh, brown paper bag. Brown paper bag or even your one. Um, how important is it for your iPhone to work, or your your uh, what's the Android, or your Windows Phone? Because yeah, so that's a great question. I would say it's pretty important today, and becoming more and more important in the future. So, as an example, today most people have a smartphone. I'm not sure what the percentage is like, but a lot of people have a Quite smartphone. A bit, I would think. And so, one of the key advantages is, let's say you happen to be out at you know a bar maybe sweet or some other bar yeah and you're chatting with some friends and you're talking about an event you're like wow we're you gonna know, go to Bonsabash I, I want to yeah. check out Bonsabash or How I want to check tickets? out whatever exactly so you want to get tickets so you search online and to be able to get that instant gratification yeah, and purchase say that. right then and there is really important well it also guarantees um, a higher level of people coming to your events too when they can oh, do totally. it right away mm -hmm. totally so having a, a website that actually works on mobile is great um, I think people are fairly tolerant these days. A lot of websites aren't mobile optimized no, yet. Not really. But as long as the website works, I think it's I think it's fine. Um, mm. And also today, a lot of people do have access to a PC. So if they can't buy it mobile, they can buy it later. Right. But it's becoming more and more mainstream that people utilize their mobile devices to not only look up information, but also do transactions, you know, right. whether it's buy something from Amazon or 
you know, buy tickets at Bontabash on Shindig.com or whatever you want to buy. Exactly. One of the things that I've noticed about ticket sales is like, guys, stay with one ticket agency. Don't do one here and one yes, there. Yes, if you're a company, I don't buy all over the place. It's confusing. A lot of people kind of, you know, they don't understand. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. Like, one of the things we do with Bontabash is we will have our, our, we will our event posted in as many places as we can because yes. that's important because people can come through a lot of different channels. But for us, everything filters back to one of two locations. Uh, we either filter back to our Bontabash website, yep. which is kind of our master repository with all of the information for the event. You can link to all our photos. You can see our past events and obviously link over to ticket sales and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so we kind of channel everybody back to Bontabash.com, which then in turn channels them over to Shindig where we do right. our ticketing. But it's, 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 it's very simple. You know, it's not like people are buying tickets from... You know, 18 different locations. Right, and I've seen that before, and that kind of you know muddies the water. Uh, briefly, uh, another uh, IT geeky event. If you've had multiple events, put it on pass. People want to see what happened, what you did last time. What did, they want to be? Engaged. Oh yeah, they want to see they the picture. They want to. They want to. It's like, oh, I missed this last year. Why wow, did I miss well, that? What happened? Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, a lot of times. And uh, hey, I just want to remember pop chips. Socially savvy, favorite, delicious, all natural, healthier. That's Pop Chips. When they said it couldn't be done, they raised the snack bar thanks to the magic of popping. They found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping fake stuff out. And more than half the fat of five trips out, which is really true. With ten flavors, there's something for everyone. Find them in a grocery store near you. And I actually have something with that. They have uh, more than ten flavors. Oh, they have corn chips. <laughs> make, make sure you try those salt and vinegar ones. Those yeah. things are awesome. Those are the bomb. Yes. We have the chili ones in, in the swag bags tonight. I, I, I'm going to mention it, and Elby's going to kick me. I was down in Cabo. They have pop chips down there. Okay, you know, I really don't like you right now. <laughs> Mr. I went to Cabo. Well, we've heard enough about your Cabo vacation. <laughs> and it doesn't help that your tan is staring me in the I face. Know. It's just <laughs> annoying. I'm not burned. Well, since we have you here, Mr. Brenton, let's talk a little bit more about Bonza Bash. Um, sure. I know we had chatted earlier about, you know, it's a, obviously a Halloween party, and Bonza Bash does a couple of different events a year. Um, but this Halloween party is a big, huge one in Seattle, and I know that you have 1,500 to 2,000 people who show up to this event, which has got to be just a monster getting this, the people in. Parking. Um, <clears throat> parking and all that. Uh, I in the past, people had talked about it, and they're like, oh, wow, that's a lot of people showing up. Uh, but I know that the way you manage it is absolutely amazing. So tell us a little bit about the layout and about how you have it set up uh, so that people who've never been don't get, you know, kind of shied away from the idea that there's going to be 1,500 people there. It's actually probably going to be more like 2,000 or 2,500. Okay, then. And, um, and it's, at, it's at the... It's at Bell Harbor. Bell Harbor. Oh, Bell Harbor this oh, year. Okay. So right down on the waterfront. They have a really fantastic venue down there. So And a beautiful view. Yeah. Well, it's a little cold probably end of this month, so you know you may not be you outside. You may not want to go outside, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Bell Harbor yeah, The view's there if you want to take a quick break and head outside. Totally. Um, yeah, it's actually a really interesting question, and it kind of varies depending on what the venue is. You know, every venue is laid out differently. One of the things that we like to do is have our events in interesting and unique venues, places where people don't normally go. So we don't normally do events at like nightclubs because you can go to a nightclub any week. Right. Okay. Yeah, last year day. you were EMP? Last year was EMP. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Before that was at Fremont Studios, is that right? Before that was at Fremont Studios, yeah, for yeah. Halloween. Um, and we've done events at many venues all over town, but there's one consistency, which is we always want it to be an interesting, unique venue. And so some of the things we do is often 
or actually almost always, the venue is never just like one huge room. And so it's kind of broken up into multiple rooms. In the case of uh, Bell Harbour, depending on where we land ticket sales-wise, we'll either have one pretty cool room or two. But either way, uh, that one main room will be kind of broken up into different areas. So we have like a VIP area uh, where, you know, if you want kind of more premium experience and you want to be able to skip the lines and you want to uh, have like a private bar and get like all kinds of cool swag bags and have some additional food options and things like that, you can kind of opt for that VIP experience. And that's in a separate area. So we kind of have the, the main dance floor and we'll have, um, you know, a VIP area. But we also have a lot of other things happening at the event. For example, like tarot card readers, massage. Oh, I love that. Like, you know, One of the things that I've noticed the about, feet. about Bonzabash events, you know, and I've done events myself and I've always tried, I, you know, I kind of look towards your events, you know, on, on a grander scale. Is that one of the things that bothers me about swag bags? Is like I got a swag bag. It's like, well, yeah, that's nice. And I think some events they kind of go, we're a VIP, pay an extra hundred dollars or whatever it is, in their VIP room. It's just kind of like you're roped off and you get water. Well, there's a difference between swag bags and goodie bags, and I think yes. a lot of people forget that. But people no, like his, Brenton, I think, know what a swag bag looks events, like. When, when you're in the VIP, I had the chance to be in a VIP room last year, and it was like it was different. It was you felt like a little bit of VIP, even though you're some of the people on the other side of the rope. They were fine. They got a lot of good stuff. Right. When you're VIP, it's just a little bit more that really felt other than you know you're just higher. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So, Vanessa, from a singles point of view, what kinds of things? Uh, do you think that they look for when they're attending a Bon the Bash type of, of, of venue? What questions would you have for Brenton? Well, I think I, I think Brenton, with his experience, uh, has covered quite a good amount. I think that what it sounds like to me is being able to connect with some fun groups there. So I always like to see like if there's like a pre-party where if somebody just bought a ticket by themselves and they don't know you know where to go or just or where to go, but who to go with. Um, that would be something fun to always market to in the sense of, of that or connecting with somebody who would be able to host something like that to bring kind of like the single ticket holders um, versus uh, hey, assuming Renata. that a lot of like, go ahead, sorry, Brenton. Hey, Renata, do, do you want to do a uh, pre-party for this event? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think I just heard you volunteering yourself there. I like that. <laughs> yeah. She's good at this kind of stuff, let me tell you. <laughs> just saying um so yeah th- that's the kind of the things that i would look at because especially right now in the seattle area um we're trying to switch things around from bringing the seattle for you to where i like to say like we're bringing love to our city so when we're looking at bringing love to our city for the people that just recently moved here that want to make new friends and connect with new networks and new groups um having an opportunity to set that up at these fun huge events i believe is almost a necessity and a priority so that way you can kind of walk in there and, and have a little mixture of 50 to 100 people beforehand, introduce yourself, talk to people. And then if you see those people throughout the night, you you kind of feel like you're a part of a party within a party. That's uh, a versus, Yeah, versus just walking in and going, I know no one here, but while you're dressed up and you're kind of having to create that process. And not everyone is as socially savvy as all of us are. And so I'd like to be able to give them an environment that's warm and comforting and someone to greet them and someone to say hello and know their name and create that environment for them to be loyal followers of the event for next year or any other event that that person 
or ourselves wanted to continue to do, you know, whether that's New Year's Eve, uh, something for Valentine's Day, something for Fourth of July, whatever we want to continue to do to create that loyal following, I believe having that opportunity is, is, is a necessity, especially so, for big events. So, Brenton, do you have something in place right now that when you have these huge amounts of people that you have like a meeting area where the singles can go hang out at the beginning of an event so they can kind of figure out who the singles are? You know, we haven't done something like that previously, but it sounds like Renessa is volunteering for this event, so <laughs> I'm all for it. I think it's a great plan. Um, you know, it sort of depends on event by event as well. So we do an event yeah. in um, February, like a Valentine's Day style event, and at that event, you know, we kind of have um, beads. So when you enter, you, you get a pair of beads and see the green beads, meaning, you know, single, ready to mingle. Green to go. Red mm -hmm. beads, meaning, you know, taken. And yellow, meaning it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Surprisingly enough, you see a lot of yellows. A lot of complicated. A lot of yellows. Wow. I was kind of surprised by that. I think that some people just like to create a little bit of turmoil. You know what? I think so, too. I think they like the drama of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. That gives that's definitely something, you know, with the different beads that allows the context of the conversation to be already an icebreaker just by having this this item, you know, attached to yourself. I love that, Brenton. I, I definitely want to be a part of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Of course she does. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So this is exciting. I'm so excited for all the different Halloween events that are coming up. In, in, and I think, you know, obviously with Brenton and his great event, I know this is going to be a huge one with, you know, I'm sure you're going to have over 3,000 people by the sounds of it. How many people does the event space hold? Can you take that many? No, our maximum is about 2,500, uh, depending on how we okay. configure it. So. Wow. Oops. It's definitely an amazing time. It is. This is, and this is to me is like the Halloween is always like the kick up to the holidays. I know some people don't consider Halloween a holiday, quote unquote. And while by the definition I get what they're saying, it's kind of to me it's like the kick up of celebrating and just getting out there. And especially in the Northwest, where weather can get you know really dicey and, and the mood can kind of be brought down. It's nice to have different things that you can look forward to and, and have fun with. You don't have to be. You know, for Halloween, I think a lot of people go, oh, you've got to get all very gothic or you've got to get, you know, the stupid cutesy. No, you can be really creative with it. You can have a lot of fun with it and make it a, a reflection of your personality if you're single or just an expression of your of your creativity Definitely. if you're just totally the regular yeah. person. Actually, you know, one of the interesting things that I've noticed is being from Australia. In Australia, Halloween is really not that big a deal. But over here in America, it's huge. You know, everybody loves Halloween. There's a lot of people. It, it's, well, it's, it's a, like massive. a love-hate thing. They either love it or they hate it. I, I guess no, I, I haven't met You probably don't see too many of the haters. Uh, I, see, yeah. I see people who love Halloween. <laughs> I do. Um, I change out my curtains, my pictures. I change out everything. Oh, I've got some of my friends go. They're obsessed. Like One of my friends, his wife, uh, decorates. I decorate place, the entire like house. The, yeah. the entire house and then the garden and there's these haunted, like haunted stuff yeah. everywhere. And oh, yeah. It's crazy. There's, there's I, no I messing to, around there. I bet you I probably know where. That's how sick and twisted I get. <laughs> gotta love it. Yeah, you gotta, speaking of gotta love it, here at the Swedes they've got their uh, lemon herb chicken, uh, vinaigrette roasted uh, Ooh, this chicken breast. Ooh, that's delicious. Uh, they serve as seasonal vegetables. Right now we've got some cauliflower and some squash and some, uh, uh, what do you call it, that, uh, cherry tomatoes. Very nice. I just grab a fork and thunk Put over it. You know, this is the fun thing about doing um, the show live at different locations. It's not everybody gets a chance to get out and try all these different locations. But when you listen to the show, you get a chance like, oh, well, maybe I do want to check out Sweet Lounge. It sounds like it's a fun place. We've always called it um, the grown-up 
lounge on the east side where you don't have to worry about a 22-year-old stumbling on top of you. And I don't mean that in any disrespect towards any of the other um, nightclubs because there's some fabulous ones here on the east side. Uh, it's just nice to have a place where, you know, when you're over that 30 mark that you can, you know, enjoy the loud music but have a place where you can still hear yes. each other talking and, and have the service that you expect. You know, we work hard. And on the weekends when we do go out because we don't have all the energy of the young young people, we want to be able to relax a little bit. And so I think Sweet does a really good job of kind of pretty, creating that all-around experience from um, the does. atmosphere to the service to fabulous food. Just absolutely it's love it. It's enough to be relaxing but small enough to be personal. And this chicken is to die for. Isn't it? Oh, wow. Although, you know, I do a lot of single events there. And, um, yes, you have. And it's, a great spot. it's a great spot for singles to come out and mix and mingle there for the over 30 crowd, you know, if you wanted to even put it in, in age categories. Um, I always suggest to people, go, where, where should I go? Where they're going to have great music. They're going to be playing 80s, 90s, top 40. Uh, the DJs are really good on the weekends. They mix it up with some Madonna, Salt, Pepper, bring it back to what, you know, the top 40 is. Um, so it's a great mix to dance and connect with people of, a, you know, like you said, not in the 20s, but a little bit to that 30, 40 professional age uh, of, of the caliber of people. Well, if you're 20 years old and you want a, a little bit better experience, it's like I have a son of mine who's my middle child who's never really um, related to his age bracket. He's always related to people older. If you're somebody who's you know young in that early 20s and you don't feel like you relate to that category, this kind of place is a great place to come. Remember, we are cool place. we're in the business sect between uh, Microsoft. There's a big presence here. Yes, huge. So, yeah, we meet a lot of new people. They also have a cool acrobat who's not not here right now, which is a little disappointing. I like when they climb they up do the, the yes. Uh, they do the, the silks, they do the the, silk and the, the hula hoops, the hula hoops and, and all kinds, uh, of, all kinds stuff. of fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, they do. They they're aerial. They're, they're they call it their Cirque de, de Suite. Yes, and I believe they have an invite up right now for a Cirque de Suite event coming up here yes, in Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. So we want to give a big shout-out to Girly Girl Wines, a woman's wine company designed to serve women who are young at heart and enjoy their girl time in their daily lives. Girly Girl Wines also donates a part of its proceeds to help raise funds for all kinds of cancer research. Check them out at um, www.girlygirlwines.com. Okay, so we're getting to my favorite part of the show. What's that? The socially acceptable and unacceptable. Because blunt <laughs> works. Blunt works best. Okay. So um, we always like to touch base with, you know, socially acceptable. We start out with the acceptable. And um, personally, I did not have anything to say that was, uh, I didn't feel like people didn't already know with uh, it's socially acceptable to blah, 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 blah for a first impression. I don't know if you guys have anything um, We've already talked a lot about it. I think so. I think you made the one thing I noticed that you had made uh, a good point is is if part of your branding or your persona is a little risque, then yes, that is socially acceptable for, to, to create your first impression and have it have it linked to that. Um, just recognize that if that's who you are, that's the attention you're going to get. Yeah, I, I definitely think authenticity playing to that point is is yeah. really key. You know, you want to make sure you're authentic with who you are and what mm -hmm. you do. It's socially acceptable to, you know, ask somebody, you know, thanks for joining my Facebook page. Do you mind if I send you a, a newsletter or an email or something like that? Totally acceptable to ask. Yes, but don't expect. <laughs> that, that's me being mean. Yes. Oh, sorry. Actually, I have an unacceptable thing along those lines. Go for it. Go to an event we'll, we'll start the unacceptable now. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, jump the gun there. No, I love um, it. No, no, no. I know it's like sometimes you go to, you know, networking events or events and you meet people. 
and you kind of give them, give them your card or they get your card because you're putting it in a bowl and everyone's getting that right. information. And then all of a sudden they add you to their email list and then, you know, you can never get off. That yeah, you've got to you've got to have the ability to get off. And socially savvy, we have a a catchphrase for that. A business card is asked for, never offered. There you go. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, networkers, <laughs> squishing your bug a little bit. Um, <laughs> socially unacceptable. Um, I think we'll probably all have something to say about this. When you're trying to create a first impression, it is socially unacceptable to tag people as being with you so that your event or advertisement will be seen by their followers. Um, it's the newest thing to hit, and it's like name-dropping, and it drives me right up a freaking wall. I'm like, okay, it's kind of like, you know, you walking into this place and going, going up to the front, oh, yes, um, I'm here with LB, and I'm not here. Really? Yeah. Maybe they're in spirit, according to them. Oh, wow. I haven't. I have, that has not happened. I'm, that that's something that I. The people are falsely tagging you. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I, They're I, saying I find there's with a lot you. of that going on these days, though. Well, and I think people. You know, some of the people who've done it, I know that they don't realize because we're friends, quote unquote, and we have a a um, what do you call it a relationship that you know is more than you know. It's like when we see each other, we're very glad to see each other. But I think right. people need to go back to the core of if you haven't asked or if they're not on board as an advertiser for your event, tagging them, that's honestly, that's really disrespectful. Assuming that they're going to be on board with the launch of this or assuming that they're going to be on board with this particular event. Because what you're forgetting is you need to take into consideration, number one, what they want to be associated with. Number two, again, what their impression is. They're trying to protect their first impression. And um, for instance, you know, if if you're a younger person and you're thinking, oh, you know, I know they're really going to like this one thing that I got, but one of your sponsors is dirty.com and they're 40 years old, they're probably not going to see the fit. You've got to understand that when you're doing something like this, you're you're putting their reputation on the line too, and that's not fair without asking. True. There's a lot of things like don't tag me just because they're there. Ask me first. Exactly. And actually, Facebook did add that uh, availability where you have to approve every check-in. Yeah, so you, you can actually true. make it so people can't tag you, or mm-hmm. you can make it so you need to approve the tags. And then, and, yeah, and here's my thought: is, is don't make people go to that that extent. You know, be polite, be considerate. Don't tag them without their permission. Exactly, it, or, or no. It's, it's like I have uh, some social friends that one day she made a comment. She goes, "Don't tag me in everything," and I was like, "Totally cool, not a problem." You know, we'd all go out and we tag each other, no big deal. So now every once in a while, I'll look at her and I go, "Can I tag you here?" Because she's having a really good time. She was like, "Oh yes, tag me here today." You know, yes. understand and, and think about the person. Don't always think about yourself. Uh, and I'd say it's socially unacceptable that you have your business persona, you have your personal persona, you have a company persona, and you've got an event. Uh, look at who's on your invite list before you start spamming your Facebook. Twitter's a little different. Twitter it goes a little faster, so you could kind of summit spam, and it, it's, it's fast enough that people aren't going to see it. Facebook is pretty slow. You know, I've seen people, hi, I'm having a such such blah, 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 playing. Hi, this is such such east side playing. Hi, I'm over here on the west side playing. Break it out a little bit. Yeah, bring it out through the course of the day. Don't just all of a sudden four And it's funny, I was thinking about that this morning because I was, I was um, – putting up events, and I like today's show, I mm-hmm. put it up on the Socially Savvy, and I put it up on my personal, um, and I get it, you know, when you sit down to do your social media, you're like, okay, i got to get all this done, but there is that point that if, you know, there's a good percentage, if they're following you on one, you're probably running some of the same yeah. social circles, 
Yeah. I got blinged six times with one event in three minutes on on the six different pages that we were congruent with. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. Yeah, it's really annoying. <laughs> and th- there are actually ways. Uh, there's some services out there that you can kind of schedule Filter. your posting on oh, Twitter and I didn't know Facebook that. and things like that. So that instead of, um, you know, it, it's not often possible for busy professionals to be able to spend all down Facebook and to kind of pace right. out your posts in a in a way that would make sense and the way that you would ideally like to. So sometimes people do tend to try and jam it all into that 30 minutes at, you know, 4.30 p.m. or 10 p.m. or midnight or whenever they have that time to be able to get it up you know, there. get those posts right. out there. But especially for a business scenario, there are services out there that you can utilize that you can basically schedule and say, okay, I want my tweet, this tweet's going to go at this time and then this Facebook post at this time and things like that yep. so you can space it out. And that, that's more effective as well from a conversion standpoint, but it, I think it, is, a lot of it people is more socially acceptable because you're not like blasting blast, people exactly. right. in that you know two-minute window. Well, and I think a lot of people forget or don't understand social media to the, uh, the, the degree that um, is now a proven fact that if you're lucky, like uber, uber lucky, your posting is going to um, hit even 10% of your Facebook mm-hmm. exposure, just using Facebook as one outlet. Well, that's kind of an interesting thing lately, which I think maybe somewhat socially unacceptable is what Facebook's doing. I don't know if you guys have heard, but now They're Facebook limiting. allows... Well, firstly, Facebook limits profile posts anyway. So if you right. post something on your profile, it's only going to get to maybe about 10% of your audience or of the people on your either business fan page or just your personal profile. Right. But... The thing they're doing now is allowing businesses, which I think it makes sense for businesses to pay to get access to more people, but they're doing it for people as well, like individual people. So now they're going to kind of limit people's posts even more so that you know you have to pay to get your message out to your friends, which to me seems kind of odd. And I was having a conversation with... Um, That's the stuff that annoys the crap yeah, out of me. I was, I was talking with Andy Caruso from Brand Oh, I Buddy, love Andy. Uh, last Great night, guy. we were chatting about this, this topic buddies. exactly. So... Well, we'll have to yeah, see what they do with that. Crazy. Hopefully, you know, here's the bottom line, and this is out there for all you social media websites. If you get to the point where you're going to screw up our social experience because you're going to make everything about the bottom dollar, I guarantee you somebody's going to come along with something bigger, better, and it's not going to mess with them. So just keep that in mind. You know, it's all about the balancing. So, Vanessa, what about you? Do you have a socially unacceptable when it comes to first impressions? Oh gosh, um, have breast mint. <laughs> Did you hear me? I said have breast mint. Honey, that's that's in person. We're talking about social media. Oh, social media. I, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking of myself thinking when I'm setting up this date. Um, so I think in the social media platform, when it comes to the first impression, uh, your postings, like everything that you guys are talking about is great. I know that when I do a lot of my postings, because I have so many Facebook groups, so many meetup groups, and um, my newsletter and all these great things, I'm I'm one of those people that blast it all out at the same time. Because like this is my time, I'm working with my staff, okay, here's the event description, send it out. And we're sending it out to almost ten to 15,000 different, you know, groups. Uh, from my Facebook and meetup groups and everything that we do. Um, so learning that process and being able to say, okay, well, maybe we'll hit this group and then a couple hours later do that other I think that was great information on sharing that um, and, and being able to, to go over that. The other thing that I noticed is, is that the RSVPs in Seattle and in our community don't necessarily 
uh, show up. I had a client, who, uh, a member who showed up at an event yesterday that I did at Salty's, and he was disappointed because the people that he had saw on the Facebook RSVPs, there was a woman that he was hoping to see that was not there. That and goes to so, that, say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah, yep. and so he, you know, for people, first impressions, in the sense that if you are RSVPing for an event, the impression is that people might be able to have the opportunity to meet you there. They might have the opportunity to connect with you. I know, like myself, as a networking person, that's how I've built my, biz- my business. If I saw, if I see somebody that's attending a networking event that I think I could collaborate with or connect with, I'm going to go to that event, maybe just seeing that person, yes, RSVP uh, for the event. And then if that person's not there, I'm making an effort to to find my way around to search for that person. I could definitely see where that could be disappointing. Um, so knowing that your first impression that even if you can attend that event to an RSVP uh, versus keeping yourself on there, because I you know I would check to the last minute before I walk out the door to make sure that person still says they're going to be there. Um, and, and that's on business and in personal life when it comes to even attending a girlfriend's night. Uh, that, you know, people are expecting to see you, that your impression on social media, uh, strangers, networking, referrals, uh, potential business partners, connections, uh, are also could be looking at that to meet you one-on-one. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. We've touched base about that just in general, but, yeah. go to maybe, you know. If you're not sure if you're going to make it, Select yourself as maybe. Yeah, Don't just call me maybe. Attend. And it's okay. To, you know, we've said this before. It's okay to say no. It's uh, it's okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay to say maybe. And um, the people who constantly say yes and don't show up, you know, again, you that know is another are. that is another form of a first impression, you and people will are. learn from that. It, you know, it's it's disappointing to say, but you're going to. It's like you know, you you get what you sow. So. Okay, with that said, Seattle Wine Exchange, your personalized wine service, a local independently owned company providing personalized service to the wine enthusiast. They specialize in creating unique wine events, providing personalized wine consultations, and offering retail sales of superior wine, beer, and sake. Check them out at seattlewineexchange.com. We're constantly getting in new wines. I even got a new wine today. So, so excited. And you guys always have the coolest stuff going on. Okay, well, with that, it looks like we're going to be wrapping up our show a little bit here. Um, um, as, of course, we're talking about uh, the whole Bonza Bash. If you've been listening to the show, if you happen to be live, if you are listening to the show uh, anytime after between now and um, I think we're going to give it 10 days. I'm going to give 10 days from, 10 days? from today's okay. date. Um, Brendan has been so gracious as to give us a couple um, tickets to give away. So how do you win these tickets? Well, if you showed up tonight, you were automatically entered, so we know who those people are. If you listen, uh, the the way to get entered is go to the Socially Savvy website, and you're going to find the invite for the Bonza Bash. Like it and share it on your page, and you will automatically be entered. And uh, if you are going to come, respond yes, and if you're not going to come, that's okay. You can respond no. Yes, please that's respond true. no, and if you think you might, you can respond maybe. Maybe it's good as well. Yes, we and, like maybe. And with any events coming for Halloween, buy your tickets sooner than later because they will sell out and they do get more. And that's one thing about Seattle of Events. They have been selling out. That's actually one thing I'll say. Like throwing, sorry, Renessa, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think somebody was honking at her. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I was going to say... Um, People in Seattle always tend to buy tickets really late, and I'm not sure why. I think it's kind of a Seattle phenomenon, but... It's a time warp. It's annoying. It might it be is annoying. Warp. It could be. But one thing I've noticed is, you know, our, our last New Year's Eve event, for example, that's our big events are kind of Halloween and New Year's Eve. 
And last New Year's Eve, we sold out two weeks ahead of time, which is sort of unheard of in Seattle. But then it causes, it, you'd think it's a good problem to have, but unfortunately it causes this whole situation where you get a lot of people who are like, you know, I've got 10 of my friends going or 20 of my friends going and I really, and I really want to go. And, yep. You know, I thought I bought my ticket, but it, something didn't work or, you know, all kinds of crazy things happen. And so they need I would to communicate that early. Whatever event you're going to, grab your tickets early because oh, otherwise it can sell out. But also it can cause a lot of, you know, challenges for, for, for you and your friends and the people that you're going with and all kinds of things. Exactly. Um, and with Halloween, for example, normally we would sell like 50-odd percent of our tickets in the last week. So everybody kind of buys tickets last minute. But Don't try be not to person. be one of those people and get them early, whatever event you're going to, and, yeah, have a great time. Well, we have an event. One of our um, co-hosts who comes on the show from time to time, Tracy Klinkroth, mm-hmm. is throwing um, the Fifty Shades of Grey party that if you live in the Seattle area, I'm sure you've heard about the event. It's at the um, Columbia Tower. Yes. Next week, isn't it's, it? No, yeah. this event does not happen until November 29th. November. It sold out in 10 days. Wow. So if you're thinking about it, going to an event, especially when people say, and I have to give her a lot of credit because the first thing she did was, okay, so we're at fifty, you know, thirty percent sales. We're at forty-five percent sales sold through. We're at sixty percent sold through. When these people are saying this, you, I, I get that there's a lot of marketing out there that people are pretending. And if they're pretending, that's fine. But if you want to take the chance that you're not going to get into the event, there's a waiting list for over of over 100 people for this mm-hmm. event at this point. So wow. you want to be on the ball. When you okay. see these fun, unique, creative events coming up, just, just do it. buy your tickets. Go and experience it. Have the fun. And, and stop questioning yourself. Yeah, just do it. Get so, in there. With yeah, that, and real quick, too, oh, I want to make yeah. sure we be plug in the, um, the big, big Eastside Women show that's coming on this Saturday. Yes, yes, tell tell everybody about that. That's a good one. That's right, because we're going to be um, all over that. Yes, yes. We've got Socially Savvy, who is a featured sponsor for radio there. Um, I'm going to be speaking. They're going to be doing a men's lingerie segment there, fashion show. And so what? I'll be doing Yeah, the women are going to love that. <laughs> yes. So they're just yes. not talking huh? What's that, Jason? That's not, they're just not just tidy whities There's other clothing, huh? Yes. Yes, so that's going to be this Saturday at the Maiden Bower uh, Center there in Bellevue from 10 a.m. till 8 p.m. The uh, There's going to be free wine tasting, food. There's going to be lots of booths for people to um, be able to hear all about the businesses in our community. And then there's also going to be um, the fashion show with Eduardo, who is a great, great fashion guy that's obviously working with you, Brenton, as well. Um, and uh, I'm going to be working with the firefighter. Bellevue firefighters are going to be there as well. Who are Imagine that. The They're the models for the men's lingerie. Like, that's my day, guys. I was going to say, that, that's right up your alley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. That's a very hard day for you. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I could possibly feel day. sorry for you after hearing all that. Yes, yes. So, ladies, come on out. We I need some support to scream and hopefully... Uh, you know, never mind. Um, so. you, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna take that event to level nine. This I know is not you a are. Chippendales event. This is, in fact, a fashion show. <laughs> I think there's also a luncheon for that event on the Friday, uh, on right? On Friday, yes. Renessa? Yes. Yeah. There is a Friday luncheon event. That's right, Brenton. Um, that we are, uh, that actually Social Savvy is supposed to be working on, and we look like we're going to be featured as well with that. We have a great 
speaker that's going to be speaking, sharing about her um, her journey. She actually has her own Disney movie that's out, um, and that's going to be at the Bellevue Club for business women entrepreneurs or women in business. So you want to start your own business, we're going to be able to network. We have a speaker and lunch networking and Bellevue Club, and everything included is $49, and those tickets you can find at eastsidewomenshow.com. Yeah, I got that invitation, so they sent that out um Again this morning, and she is where she lives. She's flying in from her name's Loretta Claiborne. Loretta, and, yes, and um, she is a 1996 author, um, Courage Award winner, motivational speaker, and she was seen on Oprah. So she's going to be uh, quite a little powerhouse to um, have the privilege of being able to listen to. Yes, leadership luncheon is what it's called, and uh, the Loretta Claiborne story, which is turned into a Disney film. And that will be this Friday at the Bellevue Bellevue Club, which is going to be great. So we got Friday Bellevue Club, Saturday firefighters and lingerie. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's going to be a great weekend this week. This guys. is a great weekend. I'm sorry, sounds, guys. Sounds like it's all happening. And if you're a guy, it's not a bad idea to hang out there because guess what? That's where the girls are. You know, because I know Renessa, she's going to take it to level nine. You know it. Oh yeah. No, I, you know what? I, I, I it's going to be a fire. I have been warned not to take it to level nine. Well, there's going to be firefighters there because so I cannot, I cannot even imagine you not starting a fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to feel the tempo of the firefighters. I'm going to let them just exuberate their hardworking bodies that we're so blessed to have for men. And I said this was a show for everyone, so we will cut you off there. <laughs> well, we want to tell everybody to um, check us out, Socially Savvy Fans, and be sure to like our Facebook page to be entered into the drawings and prizes um, to find out who the savvy sponsors are so that you can win those different prizes from wine to tickets uh, to some of the hottest events in Seattle. Uh, we've got some great sponsors coming on deck this next year as well as uh, just some fun, fun things coming up. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors tonight, which um, include Sweet Lounge, Spazos and Redmond, um, Girly Girl Wines, we've got Daniel's Broiler Prada, Candy, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, um, Kind Bars, Pop Chips, and House Wine. So um, everybody have a socially savvy week. Take care, and we will catch you next week. See you later. Yeah. Ciao, Vanessa. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.